only the best run here at the Indianapolis 500. Mario, who do you feel you'll have to beat in this year's race? People like uh, A.J. Foyt and uh, Bobby Unser, for instance. Stand by for the checkered flag. Absolutely incredible. Danny Sullivan spun in front of Mario Andretti. A.J. has done it. Beyond the Bricks with Jay Query and Mike Thompson on 93.5 and 107.5, The Fan. We already know it's the most beautiful month of the year in Indianapolis. This might be the most beautiful day of the most beautiful month. Good evening to you. It is 8 o'clock in Indianapolis, Indiana. This is 93.5, 107.5, WFNI, The Fan, Indianapolis. Does that qualify as the legal ID, Sam? Is there anything I missed? WIBC HD2, I think. Good evening to you. This is 93.5107.5 WFNI in Indianapolis. The fan, WIBC HD2. Did that qualify as the legal ID? It is 8 o'clock in Indianapolis. 8.01 now. We are professional broadcasters. Uh, my name is Jay Quarry. Sam Rumpson, the voice you just heard, is flying the Millennium Falcon here. And Mike Thompson joins me for this installment of Beyond the Bricks, first off, Mike, good evening to you. Beautiful day here in the Midwest. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. It was a beautiful day for sure. And we are hoping that that uh, we are knowing, as a matter of fact, that that maintains all the way through. We've got a lot to get to tonight and a lot of fun. By popular demand, one of the most famous and, well, I probably infamous, popular segments that was introduced via Beyond the Bricks to many of you will make its return tonight. Before we get to that, quickly, I wanted to mention this. Yesterday, I would like to thank Vicki Rice for asking me to come out to the Brickyard Crossing for a celebration of uh, a celebration of life for Doug Rice. Uh, Doug and his brother Dick Rice were part of the founding members of the Dogs of Musman, which was simply a group of friends who in 1968 first pooled their money together, their resources, and their creativity and bravery to buy themselves a jalopy that they didn't worry too much about line it up as best they could on the north 40 to try to become one of the first to crash through the fences if you will to get themselves the best spot possible in the infield for the indianapolis 500 mile race they moved from turn three which is where they predominantly were a couple of times in a couple of the other turns but it really was just the story of the camaraderie and the friendship that comes with the Indianapolis 500-mile race. There were other members of, they called themselves the Dogs of Musman because they would gather on Musman Avenue or Musman Road there. On the, I'm not sure if it's Avenue or Road, but in Eagledale. And the Rice brothers were Eagledale guys themselves. We lost Dick just a few years ago, and we lost Doug in the offseason. And so Vicki, who was Dick's wife, put together a celebration of life and it was wonderful for me, wonderful, to see all of the photos, the music videos that Vicky had put together, and the celebration, not just of friendship and camaraderie, but the bond that took place for so many people because of their equaled passion, not only for the Indy 500, but the traditions that come with it. And so to be able to see that was, while albeit under the circumstances you would rather have different, it was a joy to watch and witness, and I was honored to be a part of that afternoon. Doug was a great guy who contributed to a lot of different kids throughout Central Indiana through his baseball coaching and in Little League, uh, you know, in several different areas. 
And the mantra yesterday from Vicky was just do something nice for somebody. So at some point tomorrow when you're going out about your day and you see somebody that might need just a little pick-me-up, do something nice and do it for Doug Rice. And that rhymes, and I didn't even mean for it to do so. Uh, Mike, today we're going to do something that we have had a lot of fun with, and that is kind of discussing and analyzing and taking a fun trip down memory lane with how the Indianapolis 500 has transcended culture into, you know, we, we obviously, and we'll play some of the commercials from yesteryear maybe on the program, we know what it meant in television but in music as well, we've talked, Mike, about the fact that Mario Andretti has mentioned, I mean, everything from Charlie Daniels' band to Ice Cube, I mentioned Mario Andretti. But racing and songs about the Indy 500, you have once again dug into your archives. Yeah, we went to, this is the sequel to last year's show, and <laughs> we've got some new stuff for everybody this year. And, and I think we've got some really uh, intriguing cuts this year for, uh, for the fans for the sequel this year. Okay, so let's begin with this. Um, and it's interesting because when we're talking about Indianapolis 500 drivers, the first couple of musical pieces that we're going to hear. Now, Mike, I'm going to leave it up to you here. We're going to trust your judgment. With each song that we throw to, I'm going to ask you when we throw to it if you think it's worth hearing the entire song, a snippet of the song, or an immediate eject and recycle of the song, okay? Um, the first is, if I'm not mistaken, I want you to explain for me, Bobby Allison raced twice in the Indianapolis 500, 1973 and 1975, probably no, most noted for his stock car career. But if you could, a little about Bobby Allison, the driver Mike Thompson, and then Bobby Allison in terms of music. Well, the fact that we're even going to talk about Bobby Allison in terms of music is going to be fun as well. But uh, Bobby Allison is, of course, the uh, 1983, uh, he was the NASCAR champion in 83, won the Daytona 500 three times, obviously. One of the great, great stock car drivers of all time. Um, no question about that. Um, but what we're going to hear and why we're going to hear from him tonight on this program is, as you said, he drove in the Indianapolis 500 twice. So... He's one of the few, and I can right now only think of two, and that's why they're in the show tonight. There may be more. I'd have to maybe give it a little bit more thought, but um, there are two that I know of for sure. Indianapolis 500 drivers who have a record that they sing on as a solo artist, and we're going to hear one of them. And, and this one, I don't know that this is a full play, although it's only about two minutes long. So you may, you may want to uh, play the whole thing if you want. Now, the background story on this is, this is a cut off of an album called NASCAR Goes Country. Okay. And, Wait a minute, goes? Okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> Where did it start? <laughs> right, exactly. Now, the key to this album is that it's not just Bobby Allison. Richard Petty sings on this album, David Pearson, Buddy Baker, Daryl Waltrip, and then they sing background on each other's songs as well. And then uh, Elvis Presley's backup group, the Jordan Airs, sing backup sometimes. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a cosmopolitan group of some backup singers as well. Uh, in addition to then, the, the, the each driver gets a, a song that they get to be the lead singer as well. So Bobby Allison's song is a song called Watch Out for the Matador. Okay, now, I want you to, going into this, Mike, we're going to put the pressure on you, okay? We're going to have fun with this. If this were quali if this was music qualifying and you are Simon Cowell, going into it, I want you to tell me if you had to place each musical artist in row one, row two, row three, etc., Bobby Allison's singing ability would place him in what row in terms of if row one was, you know, 
Mel Torme and Frank Sinatra. He's in what row, Bobby Allison? Uh, 11. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Watch out, Matador. Here's Bobby Allison. Look here, boys. The stands are packed. They come to see the show. We've all tried and qualified, and there's 400 laps to go. The track is fast, and the cars are gassed, and they're all set up to go. They're side by side and wheel to wheel and all lined up in a row. Bobby, start singing. Gonna run all night, gonna run all day. (laughs) Bet your money on a Ford or Dodge and some on a Chevrolet. Maybe maybe Bobby should have stuck to the talking part. The pit crew's worked since we got here, and they've been up all night. Uh We changed the tires and tuned them up, and they've got them running right. The pace car's moving on the track, and time is getting close. We're 50 yards from Victory Lane and 400 laps to go. Gonna run all night, gonna run all day. Bet your money on a four or dive and some on a Chevrolet. And uh, watch out for the Matador. She's looking great and running good. Her motor's sounding mean. And when we come out of number one, we'll be looking for the green. When she gets up and wants to run, boy, she's hard to hold. She's looking for the checkered flag, and there's 400 laps to go. Gonna run all night, gonna run all day. Bet your money on a Ford or Dodge and some on a Chevrolet. And uh, watch out for the Matador. Gonna run all night. Um, I wouldn't say, yeah, 11th throw is probably pretty fair, Mike, right? I think so. Now, again, let's keep in mind, Bobby had his own creation here. Uh, th- that was kind of a song written for Bobby. He was driving the AMC Matador at the time. Now, when we hear from Kale, Kale goes, uh, Kale goes a little riskier. Kale covers a really well-known artist when we get to Kale's song. So, you know, Kale goes out on a little bit more of a limb, I think. Now, when, when we get to Kale, the, these were recorded in what year? 1975. Okay, 1975. So now, do you believe, Mike? And I don't know that there would be really any way to know this per se, but do you think it they were received as wow, this is great stuff, or did people kind of snicker and eye roll for what it was? I think they pretty much snickered and eye-rolled from the time it came out. (laughs) Okay. Now, Kale Yarborough did run four races at Indianapolis. He did it in 66, 67, 71, and 72. Um, But you say that Kale, when it came to his version here of, uh, you know, I guess you'd say what this is, if this were America's Got Talent or this was The Voice or this was American Idol, he went with the brave move of doing something that had been done before, correct? Yeah, now see, like I say, Kale, Kale went out on a limb here, and he's going to cover "Hey, Good Looking" by <laughs> Hank Williams. Okay. So, I mean, you know, this isn't this isn't something just written for Kale. Kale's Kale's doing a country legend song here, and, so. and you are placing Kale in what row of our music qualifying here? 
keeping in mind the others that we're going to hear so far, and we already have one spot in row 11. Uh, I think Kale's going to maybe get the last spot in row 10 at best. <laughs> okay. Kale Yarbrough, here we go. So far, okay. say kale hits the high notes very well how much longer does this masterpiece have sam 40 seconds Now, here's what I would say to that, Mike Thompson, is I don't want to say the names of any drivers and disparage any who have made the Indianapolis 500 or put a car in the show, but we have certainly seen drivers in the past that had a pretty good team, pretty good group around them, nice pit crew, and they just didn't necessarily deliver the goods. They maybe were a little underqualified from a driving standpoint, but maybe the team was better than the driver that kind of plays into kale yarborough there right and the fact that the 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 backup singers weren't terrible as you'd mentioned and they were competent and then he he got in and all of a sudden i'm not going to say he took a hard right immediately but it didn't go very well right yeah, I mean, look, Kale. Kale's a better driver than he is singer. I think we can establish ourselves <laughs> with, with, with that. But I, I look, I'll tell you right now, that song's better than a lot of the th- cuts on this album. I mean, you haven't heard Richard Petty sing King of the Road yet, and you also haven't heard Buddy Baker do a song called Butter Beans. So, they're, I mean, it, it actually does get worse. Fortunately, they had to have driven in the Indianapolis 500 correct. to make the cut on this program, right? That is correct. Fortunately yes. for us, right? Yes, that is correct. We're not doing a NASCAR Hall of Fame show tonight, thankfully. That is correct. Okay, now, um, take me through some of the other songs that we have here. Uh, we, Of course, we coming up later in the program, we will play the creme de la creme, folks. Do not worry about that. And and I would say if you want to go ahead now and certainly keep the radio on, but if you want to go ahead and change into your, um, you know, black tank top and stretch pants, uh, you know, kind of a jumpsuit leotard type outfit just to simulate the 1983 music video of the greatest song ever made about the Circle City, then, you know, prepare yourself because we have that. Sam, you're chomping at the bit, right? I am very excited. It's been stuck in my head all day. <laughs> okay. Somebody sent me, Mike, 
recently. I'll have to find it, but on Twitter, somebody sent me a song that was also done about Indianapolis. Um, oh, we have that. Oh, we're, we're not, ready for not that. Not the you... one. No, not the one that. that oh. Of years past. I had never heard of this one. It was from somewhere in Europe. Yeah, no, we have that. Not we're, the we're one. We're ready for that one if you'd like to hear that Are one. Are you as talking well. about the one that we've played before? No, no, this is a different one. Really? Do you have it on the list here? I don't see it on the list. Oh, I thought I sent it to you. If not, I can remedy that. But it's, okay. uh, yeah, I will. Uh, let me give you a different European song first. Okay. By Howard Carpendale, who gives us from 1969 his version of the song Indianapolis. Okay, here we go. This will be fun. Howard Carbondale. This is what row in terms of the music qualifiers? Uh, this is uh, bumped from the show. <laughs> oh, wow. All right, here we go. Howard Carpendale. Not bad so far. Catchy. Okay. Indianapolis, fight on Los Angeles, don't push him. Indianapolis, fight for Los Angeles, this is my seal. Heute beginnt für mich das große Rennen und den ersten Preis muss ich gewinnen. Dann sagt auch Susi bestimmt, denn ich ja. Now, hang on, hang on, Sam. Mike, do you have to, ha what language are we hearing here? Uh, this is German. Okay. And, and it roughly translated, it is Indianapolis, far from Los Angeles. And basically, he wants to go to the race because he's trying to win <laughs> over a woman named Susie. That's what okay. I've roughly okay. translated so, wait, so far. So wait a minute. I'm curious about this. So this fellow's German, right? Correct. And his only, like, point of reference in terms of locales in the united states is the furthest coast from germany in the u.s speaking of los angeles so everything is compared to los angeles right i i think it's more of a it's a convenient rhyme indianapolis <laughs> far from los angeles i think okay. we're going for the rhyme factor rather than the actual I mean, geography <laughs> so if he was singing about san diego or long beach it would it would be close to los angeles but in this case it's far from los angeles okay let's That's go back correct. here here's here's more of howard's spectacular german rendition Well, thank you, Howard. We appreciate your time. Uh, thank you. you. Listen, you can't sing. You can't dance. Um, he's not terrible. It would help if we knew what he was singing about, right? Oh, I, I think I've given you a bit of a trend. I took German in high school, man. <laughs> okay. So it's Indianapolis, far from Los Angeles. He's trying to get this lady named Susie to, to notice him. And if, as the way he underst I understand it from the translation, just cross your fingers for me because this is the hope for me. If, and if I win the race, the bells will ring and Indianapolis brings me luck and then Susie will notice me. That's, okay. that's what the translation roughly is of the song. Fair enough. Uh, when we come back, we will pay tribute to one of the four-time winners of the Indianapolis 500, among other things. And we will, of course, play the gold standard of songs about not only the city in which we call home, but the greatest event that it puts on each and every year. You're listening to Beyond the Bricks on 93.5, 107.5 The Fan. 
This portion of the Indianapolis 500 is being brought to you by Honda Motorcycle. Honda, follow the leader. By United Airlines, fly the friendly sky. By KCare, where quality parts and service are Kmart price. And by Activision Video Game. Activision puts you in the game. Indianapolis 500 broadcast was where that advertisement was played. Good evening to you, Jake Quarry, along with Mike Thompson. This is Beyond the Bricks. Thanks so much for joining us. Talking about some of the music, not necessarily all of it good, that has been played over the years, either about the Indianapolis 500 or by those who participated in the Indianapolis 500. Uh, one of those, before we get to a couple that Mike has queued up, uh, Sam and I went through our own little jukebox here and came up with this jam, which I'm sure Mike is familiar with because I think we might have played some of the other hit songs off this fabulous album. So we'll put Mike Thompson on the spot and give a little sample here. Can you tell me, Mike Thompson, what Indianapolis 500 veteran is part of a duet that you're going to hear him singing his part here? Jack Villeneuve album. <laughs> Mike, it took him two extra laps to come out with it, but yes, that is in fact the 1995 Indy 500 winner and one of the true talents uh, to race at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, Jacques Villeneuve, who no doubt about the fact that he could flat out drive a race car, but I don't know that I would necessarily say, you know what? I mean, look, he's got the money, and he's like, you know what? I want to do an album. I want to come out with some music videos, and that's what you end up with there, right? Well, yeah. I mean, you might as well. And How would you? Is. Where would you rate Jacques Villeneuve in our look, 11 rows? Look, I'm biased. I'm, I am one of the biggest, as my friends will tell you, one of the biggest Jacques Villeneuve fanboys there is. Uh, my license plate is is got a 27 on it because of Jack and because of uh, Dario and stuff. So I would put Jack on the pole at this point. Oh, wow. Whole position. There's a reason why the song is called The Ones, I guess, because right now he is number one in terms of the qualifying efforts of our singers. So having said that, we are next going to go to a band. Mike, I wanted you to explain to me. Red Five by Human Intervention. Is that right? That's correct, and I'm pretty sure I have the only copy of this album that exists because, uh, look, I was a huge Nigel Mansell fan when Nigel came over in 93 as the world champion, and uh, I met him, believe it or not, you played just a minute ago a snippet that mentioned Kmart. I mentioned I met him at a Kmart in Troy, Michigan. That was his sponsor, right? He, yeah, yeah. He couldn't have been any nicer, really friendly. And I think I bought everything that you could buy that was Nigel Mansell in 1993. There, there used to be a, a store called Speed Gear, and they had, a, they had a mail order catalog before the internet and everything where you they would send out this catalog, and I think I ordered everything out of it. And one of the things they had was this CD by a band called Human Intervention that they, they came up with a song about Nigel Mansell. And I was going, we were talking the other day, you and I were talking about maybe doing another one of these musical uh, show, tribute shows tonight. And I found the CD and I said, oh, I may have the only copy of Human Intervention's Red Five. 
so we will get to regale the audience with the song about <laughs> Nigel Mansell, Red Five. And this is on what row here? Oh, this is a front row starter for sure. Okay, here we go. Sounds like Frankie goes to Hollywood so far. Dramatic buildup. Yeah. Oh, boy. The smell of dust and oil hangs in the air. <laughs> okay. Just one man stands out from the crowd. The British bulldog said loud, say proud. If everybody in the street the name I go from the heat, red fire. Red fire. Okay, hang on, Sam. Mike, you got the record you said. In a kit? Is that in a mail-order deal? It was out of a mail-order catalog. You could buy it out of the catalog, the Speed Gear catalog, yes. Out of, it was a CD, so... Out, I, okay, CD. Yeah. So out of sheer yeah. curiosity, did it explain... Do we know much about the artist... I mean, obviously, I would assume they're British if they're singing about Nigel Mansell, right? What's interesting is I thought they were Dutch because it says on the back of the CD, uh, Made in Holland. Now, somebody else told me that they were thought they were British as well. So uh, they're either Dutch or, or British, one or the other. And I what's really... interesting about the cut, what's interesting about the cut, though, is if you listen to the whole cut, they intersperse commentary from Mur Murray Walker and James Hunt. And there's, it's, just a, it's a very eclectic mix of, Wait, of, of You're of saying within the, the within cut. the song they mix that in? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Let, let's hear a little more, Sam. It, it, it's going through now. Tremendous stuff by Nigel Mansell. A truly great passing maneuver. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now the best the best part about the the CD itself on the back Nigel actually puts these guys over he he endorses the CD and mentions how much he likes the song and, and one of the other songs on the CD and he talks about how much he likes the the music so really? yeah it okay. was really nice yeah now here is one thing that I find about the song and it has zero information zero information about the band itself so I, I'm not sure where they're from. Drive Time was the name of the album, right? Uh, actually, well, I only have this. I think I have the CD single, I believe, that just says Red <laughs> 5 on the front. Okay. Well, listen, I wonder how many singles I'll, I'll they put out. I'll take a picture, out. and I'll, I'll tweet it out here in a moment for okay. everybody to see the, the, the regale the audience with Red 5. So tell me who we are going to hear from next here. Dennis Agajanian. Now, that's obviously a famous name yes. at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. And this Dennis Agajanian is the nephew of J.C. Agajanian. And take us through, for those that are unfamiliar, uh, although I would imagine it would be few that listen to this show, but J.C. Agajanian was, take us through the background there. Uh, incredible Hall of Fame promoter, uh, car owner, um, you know, way back in the, you know, 50s, 60s, uh, was the car owner for... Um, Troy Rutman, car owner for Parnelli Jones when they won the 500. Uh, just an incredible, incredible promoter. Um, you know, basically, you know, one of the all-time greats as far as a promoter. You know, his, his family was involved in promotion for years. I mean, 
Carrie Agajani and uh, another name you may know. Uh, so just a family legacy of in auto racing. And, and Dennis Agajanian is the nephew of, of J.C. Agajanian. And he was involved pretty heavily in the 70s because he got involved with an organization called Championship Race Film. So if you ever watched any of the, in the 70s, the films that they would put out about the 500, the 30-minute films, and, and some of the stations would rerun those, and ESPN would run them, and the old Speed Vision, if you ever were familiar with the old Speed Vision network, they would run these old films. A lot of these films were produced by a company called Championship Race Film. There was a gentleman named Fred Bailey who was in charge of Championship Race Film. And I don't know if he commissioned Dennis Agajanian to do these songs, um, original songs for these films or if it just happened to be that he just liked them and, and played them in the song or in the in the films but a number of dennis agajanian's original songs ended up in fred bailey's championship race films including in 1976 uh there was a song that we'll hear and hear in a moment called wheels keep rolling and that was the open to the 1976 race film okay. and after we play a little bit of it i'll tell you a little bit more about that film. and this would go on what row for you Wheels keep rolling is pretty high for me because it's uh, it's got some some outstanding lyrics. Okay, so it, here it's we go. pretty high. It'd be high up in the fifth, fourth or fifth row okay. probably out of what we have here. All righty, here we go. Lovely tune to begin. Wheels keep Job well done's a grace well won, my friend. In Indiana there is a place where history's made by a big car race. Okay. In 500 miles of flags put down, three miles of miniature leaving the ground. It's gentlemen, start your engines, please. Balloons fly high in the springtime breeze. A good year in sky above the fans are there for the race they love <laughs> rolling wheels keep rolling now the zomphir uh, magic flute in the background is a nice touch too mike right well it is yeah and <laughs> what you have to know about the beginning of the 1976 championship race film film which was entitled wheels keep rolling is the, the start of the film is literally a car towing John Martin's actual race car down these just back roads in the middle of Indiana. And then they, they follow the car till it gets to the, to the speedway. And then they tow the car in front of a couple Pintos and they just drive it into the garage area. I, I do kind and of feel like our table's now ready at the Speedway MCL. You know what I mean? <laughs> like yeah. like James Taylor and Gordon Lightfoot commissioned together for some good lobby music at the at the Brickyard Crossing. You know what I mean? Yeah, this is this is a classic. Wheels keep rolling. Uh, that so a few years ago, somebody on YouTube actually took that music and they recreated the start of Wheels Keep Rolling and drove from down Main Street and Speedway and and filmed it and put it to that music. So they recreated the start of the 1976 Bailey film as a homage, I believe, to Wheels Keep Rolling. Okay, so we have one more here before we come back 
and round things out with really a double dip of absolute just awesomeness to close things out. Those of you who have been patiently waiting through, and we are thankful that you have been, uh, whether you're listening on podcast or whether you're listening live right now, uh, it, trust me, the payoff is there. The payoff is there. This feels right now like the 92 race and you are Alan Sir Jr. And you're watch, you've been watching Michael Andretti run away with it. You're, you're hoping for best in, in show, you know, best in class. And then lo and behold, trust me, is all about to open up for you. And you're going to say, see, that's why I, I, you just don't know what this show means. That's what you're going to say to yourself when we go to the awesomeness that we will coming up in just a bit. But before that, I uh, got to pay tribute to one of the four-time winners, right, Mike? That's correct. This is another Dennis Agajanian uh, tune, and he actually ended up putting out an entire album of songs related to the Speedway. There's also a song called Men, Machines, and the Moment, which was another song used in a Bailey film, which, again, I believe was commissioned because a lot of these songs were the title of the film. But uh, this particular record was written for 1977 obviously after aj became the first four-time winner and this is this is one i think jake this will probably be your favorite of all the ones we've okay. played so far tonight. Well, well certainly only holding that throne for about another 15 minutes believe you me all right here we go That's right. Open or closed, right? Self mechanic, yep. Now, what year, Mike, would that have been? This was in the 1977 Bailey film, so I believe it was it was commissioned for that for that film, and so I, it came out in '77. Obviously, that makes sense then, because it came out when he was, in fact, the only four-time winner. So the context clues are clearly there, right? You ready to come back and round it out with the creme de la creme? We've saved the best for last, right? Oh, for sure. So when you come to Indianapolis and you get victory and it is there before you, two things you get. One is milk and the other is the opportunity to dance on the bricks. And we're going to do both of those things next. Finally qualified for the classic, the Grand Prix. Grand Prix by Activision, a video racing game you play on your Atari video computer system. Every video racing game till now was a trial run for Grand Prix. Grand Prix puts the feel of a Formula racer in your hands, the sound and fury of a real race in your head. But don't get carried away. It's only a game, or is it? Grand Prix by Activision. Good old Activision. I think that's also from 1982. They're one of the sponsors of the 500 broadcast on ABC. Good evening to you, Jake Quarry, Mike Thompson, Sam Rumsa. Beyond the Bricks here, 93.5107.5, The Fan. Dave Lindquist, who in my opinion is the 
top music critic in the city of Indianapolis, longtime writer throughout the city, covering concerts and other such things, says, Wheels Keep Rolling is an abomination. Dave, we appreciate your loyal listening to this program, but I got news for you. I can't disagree, but trust me when I tell you, we're about to blow the lid off this thing. The following two songs are easily the two greatest when it comes to references to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway or the Indianapolis 500. Mike, you are correct in the fact that one of them that I had mentioned earlier, you, in fact, did have on the list. When you win the Indianapolis 500, of course, if you get up early enough in the morning, you got to have your coffee. If you win the race, you got to have your milk. You put the two together and you got yourself a smash hit record, right? This is a hit, and I, I think that this will move up pretty high on your list as well right away. All right. This is now what's the name of the band again? Uh, this is um, Milk and Coffee, right? And the name of the song, I believe, is just called Indianapolis. Is it Indianapolis. Not? All right. Indianapolis, here we, here yeah. we go. Sounds like the Grand Prix commercial. Oh, boy. That's <laughs> good. singing at any point or is this just so oh, yeah so far it's like a k-tel hit machine right singing here mike i was not able to get a translation the, the best i can tell you is this is to me if frank stallone and frida from abba did a song together <laughs> that is very well put uh the band menudo was one that of course was menudo on abc they were all the rage when they landed here not landed they were from puerto rico i believe right originally i thought mexico but i believe they're puerto rican but they were a boy band of the early 80s, and they invaded the Indianapolis Motor Speedway in 1983, I think, as we we figured out when they filmed their epic music video. Uh, this is their tribute to Indianapolis, the Spanish version to begin. Here we go. Okay, Mike, so here we go. This is about the point in the music video where they are dancing aimlessly on the bricks with no symmetry whatsoever amongst one another and driving around in a Trans Am, right? That is correct, but I think that's the entire video. <laughs> now, here's the thing. I hear all of you out there, Dave Lindquist, music critic, Darren King, I hear all of you saying, what exactly are they saying when they're singing about Indianapolis? Well, guess what? We're philanthropic here at Beyond the Bricks. We're going to do a great show again tomorrow night. We look forward to having you join us, but we're going to close out tonight with the English Indianapolis. <laughs>
this unsheltered face. People come from everywhere to witness the greatest race. In the pits, mechanics tune the motors, they're getting ready for the fight. Gentlemen, start your engines, the green flag is down. Thank you. 